0: Obrigado.
1: Avalanche Podcast. Free State Friday edition presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a fresh account, and brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the TV-infused coffee that you can get for 20% off use code DNVR20 at checkout. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hapley and Evan Rowe, and special guest, Avalanche fiction writer extraordinaire, Cass <laughs> from Twitter, bringing us... It should be an interesting show. Cassie, how you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Doing pretty well. Feeling a little bit crazy today, given that we're diving into NHL conspiracies and um, things will get interesting on today's show. We'll put it that way. We'll see if anyone can't convince if any of these conspiracy theories are actually true. I did not know there was a girls hockey anime being in production, but I'm going to watch it now. Thank you, Calzone, for the tip. Uh.
3: <laughs> Do you ever watch that anime Ice Shield 21? No, it was like it was a football anime from I don't know like 15 years ago. I didn't watch it, but I had a friend who was really into it and he thought that I would like it, me the hater of anime. I he thought I would like it because
1: it was sports related. Mm. Turns out I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I've never been much of a sports anime person myself either. You Know definitely have a little bit of a weeb side, but that's a topic for another day. Today, topic we're getting into the gaming pot, yeah, it, ex- yeah, exactly. Today, we're getting into NHL conspiracies. I did my research, I have about five or six of them. Oh so, God, <laughs> I, I'll go first. All right, some of these are clearly insane, but I want to try and convince you of at least one of them.
3: Really excited to see
1: if you can convince me the Stanley Cup is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Get off Twitter. Stop looking. Uh, okay. First of all, let's start with some popular ones. Uh, I didn't buy into any of the NHL draft ones. I think all of the lotteries are legit. Hmm. Not super worried about Crosby getting sent to the Penguins or anything like that. Uh, Meeks, I have one that's actually the opposite of that, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, There's a third? Yeah. <laughs> um The first one is that the NHL helped rig the 2009 finals for the Pittsburgh Penguins for multiple reasons. First of all, this was when they were still trying to define parity in the league, like having removed ties a handful of years ago, etc. And they didn't want Detroit to win back-to-back just in general, but also because they were an aging veteran team where Pittsburgh was the new team on the block with a young Crosby trying to put him into the limelight. And there are a handful of factors on this one. Uh, Starting with they moved the games up. I know this is common practice these days where they just start the next series like almost immediately. But back in the 2000s, it was pretty regularly five days in between series, and they moved it up to three days. And this was after... Both conference finals ended in five games, so they could have gone ahead and and waited a little bit, but they didn't. Again, Detroit, the older team, also coincidentally was quite injured that year in the playoffs, so it benefited Pittsburgh a lot. Then, getting into the actual games themselves, game two, Pittsburgh loses to go down two games in the series. Malkin gets in a fight in the last five minutes of the game, gets an instigator penalty. That's supposed to come with a suspension, Suspension gets rescinded on grounds that Malkin wasn't trying to send a message, which is nonsense. Uh, Malkin but gets to play. We don't we don't judge for intent, says player the player safety <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there's that nonsense, and then in game three, not only does Malkin help them win the game, they also play for a good twenty to thirty seconds, six on five. And the refs not only don't call it, but you can see them telling Pittsburgh players to get back to the bench because they clearly have too many of them. Okay. So it, it peters out a little bit after that it, as the, the series goes on. But I'm just throwing that one out there. Did the NHL need, a, need their next superstar to win a cup?
3: How much, how much of this is about Crosby and how much of this is in – anti-Marian Hosa
1: bias. Ooh, I mean given the next half decade that came immediately after that, I don't know how much <laughs>
3: Hosa bias there really was, but Maybe I like I like that idea more. Somebody in the league office just didn't like Marion Hosa. <laughs> and then that guy got fired and so he was allowed to win cups in Chicago. Mm, maybe. Maybe I like that idea more than the league needed to rig the finals so Crosby could win. Crosby's won everything that there is to win in a hockey career. They didn't need to rig shit for that guy. He was going to win one anyway. He now was he's crazy. won three.
0: What? What? It's not like the league promoted him more after they won. Like they were in the finals the year before, weren't they? Like that's yeah, all that they lost the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Next. That's my thoughts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cold, cold and collected from
1: Evan on that one.
0: And if anyone hates Marian Hosa, then I have a problem with them. That's mm. all I'll say about that. <laughs> okay. He, he was the perfect hockey player.
1: All right. We can, since Meeks brought it up, we can, we can go to that one <laughs> next. Uh, there are not Sedin twins. <laughs> <laughs> they are Sedin triplets. Go look at their careers. Look at the longevity of particularly Henrik Sedin's career. All right, the way this works is anytime he's a little bit banged up, the third triplet, who's also extremely good at hockey, steps in, puts on Henrik's jersey, and plays the game. Uh, I have his I have his stats here just to just to make a couple examples. Uh, so particularly. There is 10-11, uh, and I have 13-14 highlighted here. I don't know. Let me let me zoom in a little bit. So you see that a little bit better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, Still can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Is that better? There you go. You can see it now. Uh, the key factors here, Henrik was a career about 48% face-off man. But over 52% in 10-11, 13-14, the third, the third triplet, good face-off guy. <laughs> oh man! And he lost six
3: six six in that one year. He went fifty two percent. So yep. this, this is clearly the devil's work.
1: It's it's the devil's triplet confirmed. Uh, <laughs> and also thirteen fourteen a couple of factors. His production significantly down that year. The third triplet not quite as good as the twins. So <laughs> um, you know these things, things like this happen on occasion. And then also a little bit more of a physical player, as when he plays, Henrik's uh, hits tend to go up quite a bit as well. <laughs> Henrik, not known as a physical hockey player, uh, yeah. The third triplet would step in on occasion. The years, uh, there's also an argument that they know they can get away with it because the Sedin's have admitted in the past to at very least using twin magic. To have Henrik get thrown out of the face off circle and just come back to the face off circle and just (laughs) face
2: off. That's so smart.
0: (laughs) Sure. Your theory is that this random third brother can step into the NHL and win over 50% of his face offs when Nathan McKinnon has been in the NHL for how long and can't win 50%?
1: Alright, what is this guy doing all day long when he's not playing hockey? He's games? just he's doing wrist curls face-offs. and like yeah, just exactly.
3: <laughs> He's staying ready in case Henrik or Daniel gets banged up.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he and, only works on face-offs.
3: And, you know, and, and he only he he only hits people very occasionally. <laughs> it's still very occasionally, because the two seasons you highlighted he had like thirty hits. Yeah, career high of forty-three hits. And so he only hits people like once in a while.
1: What is it? Like a hit like right off the face off? Significantly more than Henrik would though. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no faith. No faith from anyone else. No, and
3: So instead of having his own career where he could just play on a line with those guys, <laughs> because he's apparently capable of just stepping into the NHL, instead oh. of doing that and making millions of dollars in his own name, he literally was the replacement brother.
2: Clone would make more sense because you couldn't go through the process and be drafted if you were not actually human.
3: That's the scene. I like this idea because they they couldn't go through any of the, the pre-testing, the okay. combine stuff, because they would be, you know, blood work and all that. Mm-mm.
1: Yep.
2: Yep cloning
3: is way better wouldn't than it be fine, a though? third brother
0: like if they're identical triplets like couldn't he still just have a career so we're talking like prestige stuff here that movie so there's just like a random yeah got a exactly clone like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: anytime yeah, Henry gets an injury they just clone him and it's like here's a healthy
0: version <laughs> <laughs> it's just a okay okay <laughs> I've never heard this theory before, and I'm trying to unpack it. It's probably <laughs> that his name is just like Joe, and they were just like, Yeah, that doesn't fit. We can't the, have the you be around. Decided in public.
3: A lot of names for yeah. this clone. Yeah. I like Axel myself. I do really like <laughs> Axel as well. Henry, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, and
0: Axel. <laughs> I mean, okay. if, yeah, he could have made a lot of money himself if he was just halfway decent. I mean, what, who, who's Mike Sillinger stuck in the NHL because he played f- could win faceoffs? If you can win faceoffs, you can probably stick in the NHL. He could have made a lot of money himself. Mike Sillinger's
3: kid's going to be a first-round pick this year. Oh
0: God, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> now I feel even older. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not once again not buying this because <laughs> he's still produced. You tell me this guy just exists? <laughs> like a human being just exists and steps in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What I what I like is that this guy he was good enough to just step in and do his own thing, but then was like
0: if You guys don't need me, I'll just go do something else. Yeah, he just sold insurance on the other <laughs> <laughs> He would have to
3: change his last name though, right? He could not be Axel Sedin if he was selling insurance when he was not winning face offs and occasionally hitting people.
1: He just, it, it wasn't in him. He wasn't a hockey player at heart. So he only did it sometimes. I don't Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on to one. Honestly, I don't even know if this is a conspiracy theory. It's more or less confirmed at this point that the Tampa Bay lightning were at one point essentially owned by the Yakuza.
3: Oh, this so this is totally true. Yeah, I know. Um, one of my favorite parts of this story is that when this when the, the ownership group that was owned that, that was in cahoots with the Yakuza, uh, the Japanese ownership group, they were trying to sell the team and an interested buyer dropped out because they did not think that the owner, the, the guy who's who is at like the very tip top, they didn't think he was a real person because in eight years of owning the lightning they had never made a public appearance as owner of the Lightning. Yep. It took eight years and a failed attempt to buy it for this guy to show his face in public for the first time ever. He had never done it. So a prospective buyer did not want to continue through with it because they thought that it was, it was a fraud. They didn't think that the yep. person was real. Takashi Okubo
1: was the owner's name. Uh, is that,
3: is that crazier than the guy who almost bought the Islanders without having any money? Yeah,
1: just like Maguda's his
3: way in. <laughs>
1: like, well, those are both insane stories. Uh, yeah. The, sh- the abridged version of this is Tampa was in deep need of money when they were first into the league. They had to pay a $50 million expansion fee in three installments and um, Their ownership group got hooked up with this Japanese company uh, through a guy that had done this before for the Yankees to, to raise funds. The name of the company was Kokusai Green, which was supposedly a very, very big golf company in Japan that owned like hundreds of golf courses and had a ton of money. They ended up covering the $50 million expansion fees for the team, but they were given to the team as loans. So there was an expectation of this money being paid back when really the idea was just to eventually get out all the other partial owners of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Eventually, they come under more or less full ownership of the team, and people find out that Kokusai Green is not a real company at all. They don't own any golf courses. They're not even in the top 1,000 richest companies in Japan. And there's no... It's never been officially stated that it was the Yakuza that did it, but it was definitely the shady underside of Japan that was uh, using a front
0: company to own the Tampa Bay Lightning. (laughs) I have no background on this, so I I don't know what's
3: happening. This is is not a conspiracy. This is a true
1: story. Yeah, this is factual. This is actually a true story. (laughs) Uh, There's a great Reddit post on it. If you just... uh, Search
0: for Kokusai Green in the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you'll find it. (laughs) I do remember the Islanders thing because didn't they do a 30 for 30 on that? Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah, because the the entourage guy, I think, made it because he's a big Islanders fan. But no, I've never heard of this. I don't really know anything about the Yakuza either, so I'm completely (laughs) out to lunch on this. I know there's, I've heard of like the video game series Yakuza, I don't know anything about any of this stuff so
1: it's pretty common in japan like the yakuza owns many like sports circles in japan pride fighting was well known as a yakuza front a lot of stuff going on there anyway yeah i see the chat talking about taro
0: Tsujimoto, also a factual story
1: also a thing that happened yeah
0: yeah does the nhl do no background checking on their own oh, probably not like they uh <laughs> they
3: do now uh after the islanders thing they took it far more seriously which we're next segment. We're going to get into some more ownership talk.
1: Yep. We'll get to the next segment in just a bit. I have two more for you. One of them extremely quick. Uh, this one happens every couple of years with Russian players. The most recent one being Arthur Kaliev and people believing he's actually older than he says he oh, is. Gregorenko. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Every couple of years, there's a Russian player that everyone's like, there's no way he's actually the age that he is. Uh, this one with Kaliev spurred by some poor reporting where three different newspapers in Peterborough and the surrounding area of Canada all listed his birth location as different places, one the U.S., one Uzbekistan, and one Russia. Uh, Uzbekistan ends up being the correct one if you believe the conspiracy theory, which is that Arthur Kaliev is actually Arthur Kaliev's older brother. And that after they moved to America, the real Arthur Kaliev was born in the U.S. and then died young. So Arthur Kaliev's older brother had to pose as Arthur Kaliev to keep the family in the country. And he's actually just been living his younger brother's life for the last, like, 15 years. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's some other factors like he speaks so, with a bit of an accent which makes no sense. This is this
3: is the hockey version of the Avril Lavigne conspiracy. Yes. Oh god. That Avril Lavigne's body double has been living her life after Avril committed suicide in like 2006 or something. Yep. <laughs> huh. You um, just stole Avril's conspiracy theory and applied it to Arthur Kaliev.
2: Why not?
1: yeah, do it. I like okay. it and then finally to wrap So how, up oh, thing, I, I, okay, how old is this guy supposed to be then? They think Ooh, he's I, like 20 to 22. They think he's like two to four years older than he says he is. Okay <laughs> then that's it, that's it. all based on some <laughs> confusion about where he was born mostly uh, um, All right, we'll wrap up with this one, which I think I've never I came up with this one on my own. For the record, I don't necessarily believe that any of these are true. Just like to throw that out into the world. But my conspiracy theory is that the original Stanley Cup is lost to time. And all of the current ones are either remakes or fakes. Uh, this comes from a couple of areas. First of all, all the hubbub about the Stanley Cup that we see today Uh, this didn't really start until just before Bettman got into the league, like the, the protectors of the cup or whatever they're called the watchers of the cup, the keepers of the cup. That's the one that was the (laughs) thing that started in the early nineties where they like tried to hype up the cup as like this amazing trophy that is, has become much larger than life in reality. Um, but this conspiracy theory actually goes back to 1905 uh, back when the cup was still a challenge cup and it was just a tiny little bull. Supposedly in 1905, after the Ottawa silver sevens defended the cup in a challenge, a night out on the town in Ottawa, they have the cup with them. They get smashed drunk. They decide to see if they can drop kick the Stanley cup over the canal. Uh, in Ottawa, drop kick, drop kick. Correct. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> And so they attempt to dropkick over this. And now there's conflicting stories here. Some stories say that it landed on the ice of the, the Brito Canal. Is that the right one? Uh, the Rito? I think it's the Rito Canal. Yeah. Um, others say that it went into the water. Both agree that they left for the night and didn't recover it until the next day. If that thing went into the canal, like in the water, and they just left it there, that thing's gone. They they did not recover that. There are probably people that skate over the original Stanley Cup every single winter in Ottawa going down that that canal. (laughs) So my theory is all of the current Stanley Cups are fakes and or remakes, and we already know. Currently, there are at least three Stanley Cups out there. There's the one at the Hall of Fame, the one that NHL uses to travel for events, and then the one that they award to the players. Well, there's
3: definitely a fourth, because it's the one that Ovi refused to give back.
1: <laughs> I've heard there's up to five, actually, but I can't confirm or deny that.
0: Um, anyway, that's my best best effort at my own conspiracy theory. In the when, was a drop, when was the dropkick invented? Because I'm having a hard time thinking of people in 1905 <laughs> <laughs> drop kicking other human beings.
2: <laughs> well, you drop-, drop, you drop kick a soccer ball. Like that's been around for yeah, ever. That motion. The Dean
0: brother. Of I don't curious. think I care enough about this conspiracy theory to debunk it. I mean, how old would the Stanley Cup have been back then? Like fifteen years old or something. Eighteen ninety-three is when it was made, I think. So, yeah, yeah
3: the. You lost me at the Burrito Canal. The Rito.
1: (laughs) I said Rito.
0: The Stanley Stanley Cup was drop kicked into the Burrito Canal.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Just to clarify, what month did they win the cup?
0: It must
1: have been a cold month. Yeah.
2: Ice is part of this conversation.
0: Yeah. It doesn't say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) Wow. So we're talking about the Stanley Cup being replaced 105, 115 years ago.
2: Still yep. feels pretty s- special. <laughs> Even
3: knowing that there's like five of those things out there right now, I still won't touch it.
0: True. I, I mean, I, I could buy this because... So. I could buy this because, I mean, this is 115 years ago. No one was keeping track of anything back then. Like. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. Yeah, i you even, we didn't
3: even have photographs or records of any kind back then. Yeah. Totally different. No. world,
0: Right. <laughs> it, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they didn't have the internet back then either.
3: Oh, can you imagine that life?
2: <laughs> Sounds peaceful.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, we can take our first period of break there. We got something new for you on the advertisements. Our man, Kale is going to hook you up with some zoom care knowledge. Uh
0: Oh, AFK. so what exactly is video care? Well, video care is like a trip to zoom care just from your couch. You can see hear, and chat with your doctor just like a traditional in-office visit get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care including mental health. It's all from the comfort of your own home. Video care is covered by most private insurers usually with a copay. Head to zoomcare.com slash video to get started.
1: Zoom Care, head on over there, help support our partners. Of course, we're also sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number 1 rated sportsbook app out there. The hammer of the over still available Valentine's Day Nuggets Lakers, it's officially at 0, so it's literally free money. If you go bet on the fact that that game will go over the over. Uh yeah, I, easy money. Just go make a couple bucks that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can also get 100 to 1 odds on UFC 258. Just pick who you think will walk home with the championship belt. Turn a dollar into a 100 bucks with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get all of the amazing bonuses of a brand new account and let them know we sent you on over there. We appreciate it. Supporting our partners is supporting us, of course. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
0: Second period. For the record, I did Google when the drop kick was invented and I got 1933. Oh. I don't know if I believe that. Is that don't.
2: when the name was applied?
0: That's yeah. when wrestling drop kick and then it also mentions rugby as well. So you could drop kick people at rugby? No, you drop kick the ball. The ball. Okay, all right. yeah That makes more sense. I mean, I don't know the rules of rugby. You might be able to drop kick. That rugby <laughs> would be crazy. I I like
3: the fact that when you do Google this, Doug Flutie also pops up, and it makes yeah. it sound like <laughs> Doug Flutie got drop
1: kick. Yeah, <laughs> when we're inevitably wrong about, or at least I'm wrong about the drop kick. Check out <clears throat> Colton <and> trickler's <clears throat> DNVR Rugby podcast. We'll have more on that a little bit later in the show second period of Freescape Friday I think we're going to AJ next who has a has a deep conspiracy about the great one here
3: yeah so Wayne Gretzky questionable uh questionable guy maybe yeah so a timeline kind of two stories at once here oh boy
0: uh, we going
3: with this? <laughs> guys, do you guys remember do you guys remember all the way back in 2000 when Mario Lem- Lemieux basically bought out the penguins debt and agreed to pay it off and became like a player owner for them. Well, while that was, while that was also happening, uh, Wayne Gretzky agreed to purchase 10% of the ownership of the Arizona coyotes and become part of their ownership group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So while that was happening, um, and you know, the coyotes were just whatever, existing, the Penguins were being bailed out of bankruptcy by Super Mario. This was good for the League. Uh, this also led to everybody's favorite conspiracy theory that the League gifted Pittsburgh Sidney Crosby uh, after the lockout because they needed to get that franchise up and going again, which they did. This was all successful. All of these things worked out. So it's funny that we started with a Sidney Crosby conspiracy theory as our as as starting off well seeing this grand success take place in Pittsburgh the league was hopeful that it was uh, they were going to be able to replicate that success under Gretzky's tutelage and leadership in Arizona uh in 2005 he became the summer of 2005 he became the head coach but while that was going on, something called Operation, Operation Slapshot was underway, which would come out in February of 2006, a nationwide gambling ring that exposed Rick Tockett and a bunch of other people in the NHL for illegally gambling. One of the names that this ended up being, that ended up being dragged into this was that of Janet Jones, otherwise known as Wayne wife. Now, why in the world would Janet Jones get involved into a gambling ring with a bunch of hockey people.
0: Any ideas? Money. I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense to anybody. So, instead of instead of uh, allowing the great one to get thrown under the bus and potentially have to be removed from the ownership group and as head coach of the Coyotes, she took the fall for him. That's it. That's my conspiracy theory. She took the fall for him and covered up the fact that he was the one, he was the degenerate gambler and uh, basically protected him in that entire, in that entire thing, that entire sting operation. Cause the NHL did not want to tarnish Wayne Gretzky's good name. And they did not want to have to have any kind of public or embarrassing. Hey, one of our partial owners, also a head coach of one of our franchises, is
1: they couldn't just make him go coach basketball for a year or baseball for a year? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I guess the question is did she turn herself in and they chose not to look into it deeper because it's Wayne?
3: No, she totally denied it. Uh, she
2: denied it. And they decided. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> Can you imagine being like, I got to protect this guy. I'm just going to throw his wife's name in?
3: I just it's it, so Rick Tockett actually ended up pleading guilty to this and had to do like 2 years of probation and it was a whole he wasn't allowed to continue working. He was an assistant coach at the time. Uh and he wasn't allowed to continue working for like a full year, whatever, blah 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 blah. And you know, now uh, oddly enough, he's the current coach of the Coyotes. But I always I always thought this doesn't make any sense. Why would why would Janet like Janet Jones just like on the side, degenerate gambler, with a bunch of people in the NHL, she just happens to be yucking it up with with
1: uh, the great ones. Cash flow? No, I don't buy it. I, how did my question is how did Gretzky get involved with Arizona at all?
2: It's a great.
3: Question. Um, I actually don't rem, I don't remember, but uh, I do know that he convinced his agent. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I got that. podcast Bedner's talking, so I got that going too. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask him about this. Gretzky,
3: <laughs> Gretzky convinced his longtime agent uh, to go in on the ownership group and become GM of the Coyotes. Okay,
1: hmm. why? Well, I, I feel I don't, like
2: I don't, I don't you're way right. You could have like
1: them. asked any any team to become part of the ownership group, and they probably would have said yes. So why the Coyotes? <laughs> Just an interesting, interesting choice to say the least.
3: I'm, I'm all about Janet Jones, is actually Tupac.
1: I'm good with uh, that. <laughs> okay, right. sure. I don't, I mean, there's got to be a lot of like sports betting going on, right? In all sports, a little bit. Oh, yeah, here and there. absolutely. Well, and it's legal now.
2: Mm hmm.
3: And like Whoa. the NHL has always basically said, um, you know, do what you want. Just don't gamble on NHL games, which yeah. gambling on the NHL sucks. Anyway, we can tell you that from the bets guys will tell you that it, unless you're betting the over on Miko Ranton and shots per game, you're wasting your time.
1: That's the real story here. Evander Kane is bankrupt because he bet it all on the Sharks to win the cup and they came up short. <laughs>
3: See, see Matthew Scott's got it. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's been protected his whole life. Mm. You can't tarnish the Great One's legacy. He's the face of the entire NHL.
2: So true.
1: Face it like a man like Tom Brady did, okay? Do the walk what, like, of shame. What?
3: That guy destroyed all of his cell phones. <laughs> what? Don't, don't give me any of that. Don't give me any that walk of shame.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What would you call that with Tom Brady?
3: I don't know. He was, was really—I mean—he was getting like held up by that dude, right?
1: Yeah, definitely would have fallen over without him. But that's okay. This is not a show <laughs> about Tom Brady necessarily. Good. I—I I, a part of me deeply wants Evan to ask Bednar about what
0: what his favorite NHL conspiracy is now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tells me that would not go. Very well.
3: <laughs> I mean it'd probably go over better than Dater asking the same injury question for the fifth straight day.
0: Mm-hmm. Funny you should say that. That was just asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those three guys are probably playing this weekend, by the way. Just so you M- guys so McKinnon Baumar and, and Tates to the real world we go there. Yeah. Now we can go back to non conspiracy. You know what crazy conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> What uh so what's the consensus on Gretzky? Plausible?
3: Well, so
1: Operation Slapshot was
3: real. Uh, that again, that happened. That entire thing happened. Janet Jones and Wayne Gretzky got pulled into that. Yeah. Um, but was my personal my personal take on it was that uh, Jones was covering up Gretzky's involvement because Gretzky was coaching and, and part owner of the Coyotes. The NHL, as we know, has been desperate to keep the Coyotes in Arizona and try and keep as much negative press out of there as possible even though that organization just seems to invite it uh they 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 seem to just shoot themselves in the foot at every turn and then this ended up blowing up in their face anyway because Gretzky quit as their head coach uh yep. in like in the middle of their training camp because they had insolvency problems and he couldn't he wasn't getting paid yep. and so they ended up going bankrupt and the league ended up uh running them for a while yeah
1: so chat says Mm -hmm. it's believable yes yes okay we take our second period break on that note with chevalier mortgage both mike and virginia have been in the business for a very long time they're local and family owned just like us here at dnvr so head on over support them at dnvrmortgage.com. mortgage.com you can enter to win a free dnvr shirt or hat of your choice and more importantly get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options you've probably heard how great mortgage rates are right now which is true but mike and virginia are more than just a great rate mike is a certified financial planner. He'll look at a ton more than the rate when designing your home loan, including all of the financial aspects of your life. So jump on over there. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And as promised, Colorado continuing. delve into the rugby game introducing the colorado xos rugby town usa is excited to introduce you to their new rugby venture the colorado xos are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports with backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field, these athletes possess all the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. Many of them just had to learn the game in the first place. There are former Seahawk, Falcon, and Arizona Cardinal, Tanila Tupo I'm not, I don't know how to say that guy's name. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, you can learn about all the athletes. And their stories at infinitypark at glendale.com. Head on over there. Already mentioned Colton Strickler and the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Be sure to check that out whether you're a longtime fan or a new one. He has something for you, whether it be the one on one pods or going inside the locker room talking behind the scenes with these rugby guys. Part of the DNVR fam, go follow Colton and the DNVR Rugby Twitter account today. You can also follow us on Twitter, uh, Nathan double underscore Rudolph. AJ Hayfley, Evan (laughs) Rowell, never underscore flinch. Is that right? Yes. Ooh, sometimes lucky. (laughs) All great accounts. You can also follow the DNVR Avalanche account. third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, Free Skate Friday. Cassie is bringing us probably the most convincing one I've seen so far. So... Take it away, Cassie. Explain Feeling. to us this, this conspiracy theory.
2: Feeling good about this. Okay, so my theory, not just mine. There's there's a lot of us that have bought into this, okay? We believe that Nolan Patrick of the Philadelphia Flyers does not know how to tie his shoes.
0: Okay. Oh, is this what these pictures were about?
2: Yes. <laughs> I was looking at them I
0: was like, what the heck am I seeing here?
2: <laughs> yes, okay. So first, I'm going to start with a couple... Logical fallacies, and we're gonna build from there. And you're gonna believe me by the time we're done. Okay. <laughs> so, first of, all, first of all, in any possible moment, Nolan Patrick wears shoes that don't require laces at all. So, for example, our first photo here, he is at, um, whoop, that's okay, they're out of order. He, um, The photo we're looking for, he is at a Flyers event wearing shorts. He's holding a stick and a ball and he's wearing slides. There it is. Ooh. Um, he's in his Birkenstocks playing hockey because why would he wear tennis shoes? He doesn't know how to tie them. Okay. <laughs> 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 Next one, he has, um, he's hanging out with his buddies and he's wearing all black and he's got a hat and glasses on. Um. And in this photo, he's wearing Crocs. Again, no laces, okay?
3: Just a so, quick, quick shout out to the guy in the bottom right in the front. It's having so the good. day of his life. How the all of these dudes? Yeah,
0: what is that guy on the left wearing?
2: <laughs> you gotta, listen, all photos of Nolan Patrick when he's at home in Ottawa, he's like a completely different human. And all of his friends are like just like this. It's. It's fascinating, (laughs) but we're focusing on the shoes today, (laughs) okay? Hey, all right. All right, so moving forward, when he does have to wear shoes with laces, they are never tied, okay? So now you can go back to that first photo if you would like. This is, um, he's showing off a mattress company that he's promoting here, and if you show up the photo of them zoomed in, his shoes are not laced. They're not tied, okay? This is a common occurrence. Uh, there's a photo of him with Santa and gritty Santa. <laughs> and, if, and if you zoom in on his shoes once again, what they are not <laughs> high. okay, he's not a fan it, and his shoelaces are just like not even an attempt was made here at well, all. That okay. Is <laughs> So then we have, another, we have another photo, it's another Christmas promo. Um, the Flyers put out a bunch of um, little ads where they're holding these giant ornaments and he's stressed the nines in his suit. But when you zoom in on his shoes once again, even in his dress shoes, even for a promo photo event, <laughs> his shoelaces are untied. So at this point you might think, okay, well, but sometimes his shoes are tied, why? So for example, I have a photo of him at Claude Giroux's, um wedding and he's hanging out with TK and his shoes are actually tied in this photo if you zoom in. I don't have a zoom in photo because it felt unnecessary. Um, so I have a video I want to show you just to speak to this photo, okay? So we're going to play a video real quick.
3: Your hiccups last longer than two days, they're considered chronic. That'd be
2: rude. I think that might
3: feel
1: worse than that.
2: Okay. <laughs> At this point in time, Nolan Patrick and Travis Connected live in the same apartment building. They have different apartments, but they live in the same building together. This is their first game under the new coach. And so they're being followed around. And what we see here is perfectly casual, no verbal communication whatsoever, Nolan walks into Mm -hmm. Travis's apartment and tosses his untied tie to Travis, who without question ties his tie for him. Now, we discussed a little bit um, before the show that tying a tie is significantly more difficult than shoes, but I would like to propose based on all other evidence so far brought to us, (laughs) combined with this video, that no one's bros just do stuff for him, they just are happy to serve. And so I'm mm. suggesting that when his shoes are tied, it's because someone decided to step in. All right, somebody helped him out. Most often when his shoes are <laughs> untied, he's at home without his bros. He's on his own. He can't do it. He's gotta wear his Crocs. Okay. Here's my final t- <laughs> t- I- t- piece of evidence. I have one more. I to go one more. Okay this is a triple whammy okay Show, show the skates <laughs> when nolan is at home he has buckles on his skates oh my and I, I want you to notice i want you to notice what was he wearing before he put these skates on flyers slides he went from <laughs> the slides into the skates and he's so lazy that his bro is buckling them. Yeah, for
1: can, him. can we go back to that? His not even—that's not a tie. These are <laughs> these are buckles that he's getting his bro to do for him. Because, yep.
2: Right. So tell me, what evidence could we possibly have that Nolan Patrick knows how to tie a shoe? None. I There's think none.
3: we need we need the social media person for the flyers to make a video specifically of him <laughs> attempting to tie his shoes.
2: Yes! She probably would, too. She's legit.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I have many thoughts right now. <laughs> well, for one, I want to say that you guys did not have your crap together. She came prepared and you no, guys did not.
3: I, I knew what was coming. <laughs> There's a reason we waited for her yeah, to go last. That's the
1: best for last, for sure.
0: <laughs> um, two, shout out to kale for while she was talking just having like a zoom in photo of like half a second of t- shoelaces for him it looked like a uh, to make a murderer or whatever that was where she's like should have had some ominous music going in the background as well um and three I'm not sure I know how to tie my shoes anymore because I never i can't I never tied a tie I always threw it at somebody else to do it for me I just leave my ties tied. I I don't I leave my shoes tied. I don't know if I can tie my shoes anymore. Um I got some thinking to do. This is both personally and I also think he cannot tie his shoes, now that I've seen all this evidence.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's got to be true.
0: how so I'm thinking
1: every day in the locker room, he has someone like lace up his skates for he's him gotta,
2: He's gotta.
1: That's bad. And
2: they would. They love him.
1: See, does, does he wear cool laces or anything? I don't actually know. Maybe that's part of the stick. He's got like OV laces that are like neon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just, now
0: I'm going to watch you and know. see if his skates are even tied. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's definitely doing it for him.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know that it's... It's Travis Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Just know it. Like,
3: can we can we play that video again? Because the face of yeah. Travis <laughs> at the end, I think, is what
0: seals this for me. The- yeah, he looked embarrassed. <laughs>
3: Hiccups last longer than two days; they're considered chronic. That worse. I think that might be worse than that. <laughs> the the look of resignation, where he just says, "This is my life. I'm yeah. babysitting Nolan Patrick now.
1: I get paid <laughs> ELC money to tie Nolan Patrick's shoes." Correct. <laughs> Thank you for the two dollars, Pin King. Very much appreciated. Dude, I I think that'd be dope. He should just commit and wear the Velcro skates in an NHL hockey game. That'd be amazing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay. So I think we're all convinced. Can I can I break down that clip uh,
3: a few more times just because I've watched it a thousand times? You've got but, every little detail. Him walking in like on his phone, okay, and then he just tosses the tie to Travis Konechny. And yep. then as he walks away, while while he's like measuring it up and trying to get it all ready for him, he complains about what they're watching on TV. He's just like, we've got to watch something else. And then they have the quick cut to when they're done. Travis Konechny has his own tie on tied, and then just tosses it back to him. And he's reading fun facts about hiccups on his phone. <laughs> Just, like, doesn't look up, doesn't acknowledge what has just taken place, acts like this is the most casual thing in the world. <laughs> this, is, this is the funniest clip I've seen in so long. There are so many aspects to this it's that so- I found tremendous.
2: Yeah, if you have a chance to ever watch that video on YouTube, the immediate following one is them arguing because they're lost in the parking garage of their own apartment building. It's it's just <laughs> iconic. Their, oh their friendship is, is phenomenal. Just head empty, no thoughts.
3: And to, to bring this around to the abs, this was the man that they were going to draft first overall <laughs> in 2017 had they won that lottery. Oh. This was it. The, the abs the ads were about to draft a guy who can't tie his shoes.
1: There's there's that video when they were trying to get Gabe into the All-Star game of him tying
0: teammate's shoes. So, would have worked
2: happened. out. It would have worked out. He would have thrived. I'm just, here.
0: I'm just imagining him throwing his tie at McKinnon and McKinnon tossing it back, telling him to F off. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that.
3: Or he beat him. to do this, bro? am not going <laughs>
0: to wear go. this. Okay. Ersky, I'll do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, the evidence is there. She came. <laughs> she came prepared. Um, I have, yeah, no other thoughts. That is, that is a. The whole being lost in the parking garage is an entire Seinfeld episode. So,
1: <laughs> where's I need a young person? Where's Eddie? Can you like tell us if untied shoes are like
0: in fashion or something?
2: Ooh, that's a great question.
0: Yeah, because people were saying he doesn't own socks, and I'm pretty sure that's fashion now. Even though I don't get that, mm-hmm. but well, I mean, we see that with uh, we, so we saw it with Zadora all the time. Yeah. In. I don't think Andrew Ghetto did either. Like, I think that's a thing now.
2: Nike just made shoes that you could step into and they close around your foot so you don't even have to touch it, which is really great. Is this real?
1: Yeah, no, they made it. I don't understand how those don't like break halfway through. Like if
2: you're going
0: for a run or something. (laughs) yeah
2: I can not I c I can't I can't imagine, but
0: old man question, can they fit orthotics?
1: (laughs) Our our young producer Kale says dress shoes without socks is a thing. So
2: Ignore that the shoelaces comment, though. That is so <laughs>
3: disgusting.
1: <laughs> like, dress shoes are not
3: comfortable on bare feet. What the hell is going on here? What are these people doing? You wear, you buy no-show socks. It's very simple. You just buy no-show socks. You wear them with your dress shoes, so you get the leather-to-skin transition. With You wear your pants a
1: little bit shorter nowadays. What does that
3: mean? What's leather,
0: what is leather-to-skin so trans- transition?
2: You're showing off the skin. ankle bone
1: massive blisters on your heel. Well, this, I don't know why it's a thing,
3: but it's a thing. It just, it is what it is. I'm still a fan of socks, but others are not.
1: Alright, at, at least you're alright, Kale. At least we can live with that. <laughs> 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 it's a little early for dnvr after dark but this was a wonderful podcast <laughs> i'm so glad we could learn that nolan patrick cannot tie and
0: not be sure to
1: like and subscribe to the youtube channel hope y'all enjoyed this
0: episode of free skate friday cassie i do i do want to say calvert is going to skate this weekend so there's some good news in the podcast
2: oh, that's great news
0: so yeah can Calvert tie his shoes? The real conspiracy here. Yo, uh, good
3: Manitoba boy, 100%. He's a
2: dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
3: I'm a dad, he's too. A, I don't know how to do
2: shoes. He's a
1: he's teen dad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he would
3: have he
2: tied Patrick's shoes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but he would make him like, denim laces or something, so. Yeah,
3: no, when when Sarah in the chat asked earlier to rank the abs players based on likelihood to tie someone else's skates, it's 100% Matt Calvert number one, Miko Rantanen number two, because he is the universal little brother, regardless of age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, I don't think there is a number three, because if those two guys both said no, you're probably
1: an asshole and don't deserve to have your shit tied. (laughs) Fair. All right, well... Cassie, thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to shout out, your Twitter or otherwise?
2: Oh, yeah. Twitter's like the only place I ever spend my time. So that's
1: okay.
2: <laughs> never flinch. That's all there is. But thanks for having me. This has been a blast. I love it.
1: Of course. Thank you for oh, coming yeah. on. I'm sure we'll have you back when you write another amazing avalanche fiction.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here for that. <laughs>
1: Uh that's going to do it for this episode of FreeScape Friday. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out in the chat. I loved all of your conspiracy theories, no matter how whacked out and crazy. At least you don't think that the Stanley Cup is fake. You got that going for you in your life. Uh, we are off until Sunday, and then we hopefully will have a hockey game to cover. I hope. Nothing confirmed, nothing denied yet, but... Hopefully, we will be live post-game for that. Appreciate all y'all hanging out. Check out the YouTube if you haven't yet, if you're listening to this as a podcast. You've missed out on all the amazing pictures of Nolan Patrick's untied shoes. (laughs) 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 On that note, we are out of here, and we will catch you guys next time.